Welcome to the Financial Leverage Point, hosted by John Iannucci, founder and CEO of ILG Private Wealth. In this podcast, we dive deep into the world of financially successful families. We offer candid advice on how to navigate the maze of strategies and products designed to protect, grow, and transition your wealth to your family, friends, and the causes you care deeply about. Join John and his guest experts as they unveil the crucial elements of comprehensive tax, estate, business succession, and financial planning. Strategies designed to give you sleep through the night confidence while maintaining a steady flow of wealth for you and your heirs. You want an investment that generates income, they said. You also want something that may help with taxes, they said. Buy real estate, they said. It'll be fun and profitable. Well, I'm Patrice Sikora, and I'm asking you, Johnny Anucci, where is the fun and profit in dealing with natural disasters like hurricanes, balancing property depreciation with taxes, and making sure everyone has paid their rent? But John, I really am intrigued by today's topic too, the real estate retirement dilemma. How'd you right. come up with that title? And what does real estate, how does it impact a couple's retirement plan? Well, you know, Patrice, recently we've had a, a number of new clients come to ILG Private Wealth owning very significant amounts of rental real estate. And, you know, sometimes they own a single family home or multiple single family homes that they rent out. On occasion, they may own a multi-unit residential condo unit or building. And oftentimes, they, they own commercial properties like strip malls and professional condominium units that have done extremely well over the years for them and their families. So, so what's the problem? I mean, I've, you do hear investing in real estate can be a great opportunity. Where's the dilemma? It, it really can be a great opportunity. And I, I want to make sure our listeners realize that I think rental real estate can be an excellent investment. It can provide a very consistent recurring income stream. The depreciation that you're able to take on most commercial and rental real estate can act as a tax shelter for a portion of the property's rental income. You know, there really are a number of tax and financial benefits to owning real estate. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Sounds all good. What's the catch? So I regularly tell my clients, there's no one perfect investment and rental real estate, candidly, is no exception. You know, as you can imagine, if you're managing the property yourself, you have tenant calls at all hours of the day and night when they have a problem. You may have difficulty collecting rent on occasion when you have a financially distressed tenant. You may have insurance claims, repair expenses due to circumstances outside your control, like Hurricane Ian down here in Southwest mm -hmm. Florida. If you have a management company managing your rental properties, you may end up giving up somewhere between 5 and 6% of that rental income, the gross rental income as a management fee. Additionally, most of those tax benefits associated with owning rental real estate are gradually depleted once you've depreciated down your tax basis in the property. Your tax basis for most people, they would understand it as what you paid, your cost that you paid for that property, plus any capital improvements. So you're depreciating that down. It's sheltering income, rental income, but eventually you start to run out of depreciation. And oftentimes, you know, clients have done what's known as a section 1031 exchange where they sell one property and use the proceeds from that sale to purchase a replacement property without paying 
tax on the sale. But doing so, those 1031 exchanges really doesn't provide you a dis additional basis to depreciate. So eventually, as my clients age up, the demands of owning and managing rental real estate really become overly burdensome. And particularly if you don't have a younger family member that's willing to assume many of those day-to-day -day obligations of owning rental real estate. Right. No. Okay. I do see a lot of the issues here. Owning real estate can lose its appeal over time. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. You've got your 1031 option there, I suppose, but mm -hmm. why don't you just simply sell and have a fiduciary like you manage the investments? Now you've hit the primary issue right on the head. When you've owned that rental real estate for decades and have depreciated down your tax basis in the real estate, selling that real estate can trigger a number of ugly tax scenarios. Tax consequences like depreciation recapture, capital gains tax on the difference between your depreciated basis and the sales price. And what many investors find is that after Uncle Sam takes out their portion of the sales proceeds, they really don't have enough net proceeds to generate the recurring income they've become accustomed to and is required to maintain the retirement lifestyle. So, so you don't want to be a landlord anymore, mm -hmm. but you still have to manage the real estate. Mm -hmm. If you attempt to sell it and reinvest the profits, mm -hmm. you may not have enough proceeds to get the income that you had planned to get. Right. What do you do? What do you do? That's the dilemma. Uh, if your investments are being managed by a typical broker, the only advice they can give you is sell your property and we'll invest the net proceeds. Now, they'll attempt to invest those net proceeds and demonstrate a rate of return that's probably more risky than you're willing to assume. But that's the only thing they can do for you. Actually, what you have to understand is that broker dealers are actually prohibited from providing you with any tax management advice. The advice that you sometimes desperately need to figure out how to fund your retirement. To give you evidence of that restriction, all you have to do is look at the back of your investment statement from any one of the large broker dealers. You know, by example, what you'll find is it'll say big broker dealer and company and its affiliates do not provide tax or legal advice. Mm -hmm. They go on to say this communication can only be relied upon to avoid tax penalties. Basically, they're telling you, we can't provide you any tax advice. All we can do is tell you that we're happy to manage the proceeds once you've sold the property and paid your tax. And so, Patrice, I liken it to saying it's like going to an orthopedic surgeon and being upset that that orthopedic surgeon can't tell you what to do with a blocked artery in your heart. It's not within the realm of expertise. It's not even something they're permitted to do. So a lot of the new clients we get come frustrated that their broker dealer could not help them devise that tax management plan that they so desperately need to get out of this rental real estate, mitigate the taxes and all the additional impact, negative impact the sale of real estate may have, like increasing the cost of your Medicare, like causing your social security to be taxable at a higher rate. You know, all those hidden tax issues that you run into when you have a sudden bunching of income are exactly what happens when you sell rental real estate that's been depreciated down. So are there any tax management strategies and advice you provide to clients that can help them with these taxes? Absolutely. As a tax attorney that's been in private practice for over 35 years, 
I get that question a lot. And we do, in fact, create those tax management strategies. What you'll find is generally there's no strategy that completely eliminates the taxes associated with a sale of rental real estate. Like we've talked about, 1031 exchanges may act to defer the tax on the sale of that rental real estate when you replace the property with a like-kind investment in real estate. Mm -hmm. But eventually, some tax has to be paid on the sale of that property. The key is really to manage the timing of the taxation of the transaction and employ strategies designed to minimize the tax on the sale. And it's really important that you remember, it's not just the income tax that you're trying to manage there. There are multiple levels of tax and penalties that have to be considered. The taxation on social security benefits, the premium charge for Medicare coverage, all of those can increase dramatically if you have bunching of income based upon the sale of rental real estate. Absolutely. So what strategies do you use with high net worth clients to help mitigate this? So in order for us to develop that strategy, the good news is we've got about five different strategies that we've employed over the years. And to initially evaluate and consider which of those strategies or combination of those strategies meets our clients, our needs, our clients' needs, we usually start out by asking the client seven really important questions. First of all, what type of real estate is being sold? Is it commercial, residential, mm -hmm. multifamily residential? So it's important that we understand the type of rental real estate that's being sold. We need to know who's the proposed buyer. Are you selling to a related party where we might be able to develop some sort of fin financing arrangements? Is it an individual or is it a large real estate investor that's coming in to buy up your holdings? You know, the, each one of those presents a different opportunity as to how to stretch out payments, for instance, to mitigate the bunching of income. We need to know if there's any outstanding liabilities attached to the real estate. Do you have any mortgages? Have you used that real estate as collateral for any other debt? Hmm. Because when you sell that real estate, Part of what you're obligated to do typically under the terms of the mortgage is pay off that mortgage in full. So we need to know how that's going to impact the net proceeds from the sale of the real estate. We need to determine how much of the sales proceeds represent depreciation recapture, capital gains, and tax basis. Because each one of those tax basis gets returned to you tax-free, capital gains gets taxed at a particular rate, depreciation recapture gets taxed at a particular rate. We need to break all that down on each parcel of property that you're selling. We need to understand, for instance, how much of that capital from the proposed sale is needed in year one. How much do you need to deploy? How much do you need to tap in year one? And how much of that capital can be deferred into future years? We need to understand the ongoing adjusted gross income of the client, excluding the income from the, from the sale of these assets. The idea being that as we impact adjusted gross income, it's that adjusted gross income that impacts taxation of Social Security benefits and the premium charge for Medicare and so on. We need to understand if there's a need to replace the income loss from that sold, the sale of that property. 99% of the time when a client comes to us, they absolutely want to replace that rental income. Sure. Yeah. And if so, how much of that income needs to re be replaced in year one? Are there other sources? Are there other assets that we might be able to utilize to replace that income until we deploy and collect 
you know, the, the net proceeds from that sale. And once we understand the answers to those critical questions, we can then begin the process of creating a plan to mitigate the tax burden associated with rental real estate, the sale of rental real estate. Right, right. All those questions make perfect sense. It's like putting a puzzle together. All the little pieces have to come together. Mm-hmm. Sure. So so do you and your team provide the services that, that are needed, not just right. to implement, but to manage a tax plan? Really great question. We probably provide through our RIA somewhere around 70% of all of those services that are needed. So we will actually create the plan. We'll work to calculate the tax generated by the sale. We will coordinate efforts typically with the client's CPA because the CPA has been calculating adjusted basis and typically has the ability to quickly, when you ask them the right questions, generate the information that we need to start to formulate this plan. Now, there are certain aspects of the plan and the ongoing tax management that we don't provide. But what we do do is we coordinate all those services with outside advisors, trusted advisors. So if we need some documentation created by the client's attorney, we get very specific about what documentation we need and why. The idea behind that is to really minimize the expense that the client incurs with that legal counsel. We make certain that they understand very clearly, very precisely what it is we need and why so that they don't have to spend a lot of time doing research. They don't have to spend a lot of time trying to determine why these things are being done. We give them all of that upfront in order to minimize the outside cost of legal counsel. And then going forward, yes, we actually manage that tax management plan. From start to finish, John, about how long does something like this take? Because I can really see a great I, question. I, I can see a retiree coming in saying, I want to sell, but I need the income. What right. do I do in between? Right. Really great question. So, of course, while they continue to own the property, that rental income is still coming in. But normally, depending upon how easy it is to find a buyer, and you know, I for decades I managed the real estate settlement. Uh, services for a major brokerage in the Northeast. Really what it comes down to when you're selling real estate, whether it's residential or it's rental real estate, is the price. If the, if the property is priced correctly, according to the market, then typically you're able to find a buyer relatively quickly. Ordinarily, that buyer is going to need somewhere between 45 and 90 days to evaluate the property. They'll, they're going to want to do their due diligence, their inspections, and so on. So Once you've located a buyer and negotiated a price for the property, 45 to 90 days in due diligence, and then probably another 30 days after that in order to come to closing, do the title search, do everything that's necessary in order to transfer title, create the documentation. So start to finish, it's going to take about four months to complete the transaction. During that time, we're working very hard to make certain that we have that tax management plan in place. Because we may be negotiating with the buyer, for instance, to defer a portion of the sales proceeds in order to qualify for an installment sale, right? All that is taking place contemporaneous with the due diligence that they're doing on this property. So start to finish, I would say, ordinarily for a piece of commercial property, somewhere around four months to liquidate the property, have the net proceeds, account for the taxation, We can't eliminate the taxes. Our goal is to eliminate unnecessary taxes and mitigate taxation. 
But ultimately, at the end of the day, in about four months, you'll have the proceeds reinvested in generating replacement income. Four months isn't that long. It's not that bad. I thought it was long. It would take longer than that. No, it's it's actually not that bad. Really, the key is finding the right buyer. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, clients come to me with a buyer in mind. It actually may be the tenant in the property that's expressed an interest in purchasing the property. And then we can actually help that client negotiate the terms put together a draft sales agreement that ultimately gets reviewed and finalized by their legal counsel. But, you know, we can actually help facilitate that process right up to the point of having a finalized agreement to sign with a buyer. But that's the critical component, finding the right buyer and then negotiating the terms that make the most sense for the seller from a tax perspective. Well, John, I'm sure there are people out there listening to this thinking, I got a question. I need to talk. Mm -hmm. How can people reach you? Yeah. The easiest way, Patrice, still to reach us is www.wecanhelpyou.com. If you go to that that website, that URL, there's a little link there in the upper right-hand corner that allows them to schedule a conference call, a Zoom call, an in-person meeting. And what we do for our listeners is if they want to come in with their documentation on their real estate, and copies of their tax returns, we'll help them analyze that. Give us permission to speak to their CPA, but we'll help them analyze that at no cost and at no commitment to work with us because we think it's really important that we give value first, that we demonstrate that added value that we bring to the table that you can't get at one of the big broker dealers. And so for our listeners, if they're willing to come in and provide us with that documentation, give us authority to speak to legal counsel or the CPAs that have filed their tax returns, We'll do a very thorough evaluation for them and help them understand how we think they could go about liquidating that real estate and redeploying that cash in a way that replaces the income and ultimately mitigates mitigates the taxes and the impact on the various other benefits that they have caused by that sale. Lots of great information there, John. Thank you so much. And listeners, like, follow this podcast to get the latest show. I also suggest you go back if you haven't listened to episodes one, two, and three, especially number three, the angry (laughs) advisor. I, I really highly suggest you listen to that and share with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Financial Leverage Point. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. To contact John, check out the show notes where you'll find his contact information and useful resources from today's episode. Once again, thank you for listening. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of John Iannucci. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.